Here we are, y'all. So we live. We live. We live today. So I know this ain't the regular weekdays that I normally do it, but, you know, we just moving with God. Anybody that watches my channel or that uh, has seen any of my videos knows the message. What's the message, people? It's follow God, right? So he's shifting, he's moving, and I'm just moving with him. Y'all, so this is Saturday morning, and we just out here doing what the Lord is telling us to do. And if you don't know who I am, my name is Jennifer Mosby. I am a prisoner of Jesus Christ, a happy one, a content one, just like Paul, baby, doing what it is God want me to do. So what is our topic today? Y'all, it's going to be a good one because I'm putting it all out there. Oh, yeah. There's some reasons <laughs> why uh, we are the way we are when it comes to food. Okay. And I want to talk about some of those reasons as it relates to myself, especially as a Christian, right? I got saved about five years ago. And uh, the Lord has been doing a great work with me, but I'm so glad, glad he got into this area of food restriction. Y'all, I didn't even realize it was an issue. You see, I did a video on fitness as it relates to exercise. And I think one of the issues with health and fitness is that it's promoted. You need to be able to move your body. You need to be able to exercise, right? Some people are like, you know, in some areas they don't have gyms. Yeah, but they walk everywhere. <laughs> they move their body different. They even sit differently. That engages the body <laughs> in ways that we don't. We just lay flat. <laughs> we just simply you know, lay on the couch. We lay all out there. We're not engaging nothing. But, you know, when it comes to exercise, you know, we need to be able to move our bodies. When it comes to food intake, we need to have some level of control, right? Like if we don't, we're going to end up on 600 pound life. <laughs> Some of us, I talked about how I have an extreme personality. I have just like a zero to 100. I have an addictive personality. I can, you know, get addicted to the simplest things. I talked about before I got addicted to gum, got addicted to Mentos, got addicted to sparkling water, all those different things, right? It's like my day ain't complete unless I have one. So for me, I'm one of those, I got to monitor what I eat. If I try to just take all restriction off of it on my own, baby, I will wake up in a sea of wrappers. Any of y'all ever woke up in a sea of wrappers where it just be like candy wrappers and, you know, steak and hoagie wrappers from the night before? Yeah, see left on my own, trying to do it by myself because I've tried it. I've woken up in that sea of rappers and just had to be like, well, with the guilt, with the, I hate myself. Yesterday was a bad, bad day. How I let it get out of control. Just got to pick all the rappers up, throw them in the trash, start fresh again, a new day. See, on my own, I struggled with it. I struggled with it. I just struggle with moderation, y'all. It's difficult for me just to be able to say, okay, you know what? I'm going to allow myself to have some, but not too much. Anybody else struggle with moderation like that to where it's either all or nothing? I do real good when it's strict. Yeah, I'm retired military, did 20 years. I could do real good with this is what you have to do and we don't do nothing else. I can do, we just not even worried about it. We're not caring about it. We off the rails. I could do that real well <laughs> to a fault, of course. 
But that moderation thing, it just trips me up. And it does trip me up when it comes to food. Um, so I needed all the Lord's help on it. And I didn't even realize I did. Y'all, we're going to talk about my background a little bit. Um, so you have an understanding of uh, my journey with food. But y'all, I had finally got to a point where I thought I arrived. I was the skinniest that I'd ever been in my life. Baby, your girl was snitched. <laughs> you couldn't even really pull nothing. Because guess what? I was eating quinoa. I was eating lentils. I was eating cut up raw vegetables. I was eating like a half an avocado. Y'all, that would be a meal. I call them dumb bowls. I would eat and drink protein shakes. I would maybe snack on some fruit. I'd maybe have another bowl of that or maybe some oatmeal or something like that. And that was my whole diet. That's what I was eating. Y'all, following this health industry, I watched all the documentaries. And it'll really get you to a point where you're eating next to nothing. And you think that you're on a good path. You're doing a good thing. You see, when they told me not to drink sodas and stuff, you know, it's like, okay, we know that. Not to eat, you know, carbs and stuff like that. Okay. When they come down to, you know, cutting out rice and cutting out potatoes and stuff. Okay. But y'all, the fitness industry will have you not eating tomatoes because of the lectins that are in the tomatoes and not wanting to get to a point where it, it uh, irritates your stomach lining. Y'all, it's crazy. How much of the crazy stuff y'all don't heard where the fitness industry y'all said, you're not supposed to eat this healthy thing? I mean, what can you eat when you follow this health industry down to a path of what you can actually eat? You can't even eat regular fruits and vegetables because it's not organic. <laughs> and if it's not organic, it has pesticides. It has all kinds of stuff. You can't eat the dairy because you can't drink the dairy either because it's allowed a certain amount of pus in there. Ooh gross. There's a certain amount that's allowed to be there and it's wreaking havoc and we're not supposed to be eating another uh, animal's milk, blah, blah, blah. Oh, it just goes on and on. Y'all, if you follow that and you really take it to heart because you're like, you know what? Yeah. Then you watch the game changers and then they do the experiments with the meat. You like, okay, that's off the table too. <laughs> it just keep going down the list, y'all, with so much stuff that you're not supposed to eat. So, and this is somebody who honestly wants to just be able to, you know, follow the guidance that's out there from these so-called experts. And it sound good on what you should eat and what you shouldn't eat. Baby, I followed that trail all the way down to the point where I was just really eating next to nothing. But where it became a problem with me was when I just thought about Christ. When I got saved, it really became an issue because I was thinking that I can't imagine Christ telling people, no, I don't do carbs. Rejecting food from others because he didn't want to get fat. <laughs> you know, they call Jesus a drunkard and a glutton, right? That means he sat down with the people and he ate. I want to look at scripture, too, because I want to look at some things that the Bible talks about as it relates to food, just to highlight some of the ways in which I was convicted that I knew I wanted to change something with my food. Yeah, I was looking amazing and I had really good discipline. I didn't struggle with it, but something was still not right about it. So let's talk about it. So 1 Corinthians 6, 12, and this is what I just use in light of most things. And I talked about it as it relates to fitness too, but I have the right to do anything you say, but not everything is beneficial. 
I have the right to do anything, but I will not be mastered by anything. Some versions say I won't come under the control of anything. Some versions say I won't be enslaved by anything. But it's this idea that, yeah, this thing could be considered good, but if I'm dominated by it, if I'm ruled by it, that thing has to be surrendered. It's a problem. And to be honest, when it came down to food and nutrition, it was a problem. It ruled me. It dominated me. It controlled me. I was no longer just free to eat whatever I wanted. It all had to meet a certain criteria, a certain standard. There was good food. There was bad food and there was not on your life food. Hot dogs and Spam and Vienna sausage, not on your life, baby. <laughs> but it controlled me. It ruled me. You know, I was preaching and doing sermons on food and nutrition. My body, my body is a temple. <laughs> if you change the way you eat, it'll change your life. It'll save you. The devil is a lie. Jesus saved me. So 1 Timothy 4, 4, 5, for everything God created is good and nothing is to be rejected if it is received with thanksgiving. Y'all, people were offering me foods and I was just rejecting it because I'm like, no, it wasn't within my dietary guidelines. People were making me stuff with love and I turn it down. I felt so bad, y'all, because one day I went over to a woman's house. Uh, she invited me there and, you know, it was just a girl's night. And I had ate the salad. I ate a bite of it. It's the only thing I could eat because everything else there I was not touching. I was very strict with it. But I noticed it had dairy, like the taste of it. I was like, oh, and I spit it out. And I was like, I'm not eating this at all. There's just no way. I didn't say that out loud. And I didn't even realize I spit it out. It was just a knee-jerk reaction. But that's how serious I was. But how rude is that to do that in somebody's house? But I was just so caught up in my nutrition and my uh, desire to want to honor my body and be disciplined that I completely disconnected from the fact that this lady was trying to offer me food in her house. That is just not a good look. So there was also um, a time in which I had a pastor that invited me to dinner to her house, right? And when she invited me to dinner to her house, y'all, I brought my own food. I'm like, I'm not playing because I don't eat this. <laughs> I don't eat this stuff. Like I was that serious. So I couldn't even, re even receive like food from others in love. It was a problem. So Ecclesiastes 9, 7, it says, go eat your food with gladness and drink your wine with a joyful heart for God has already approved what you do. See, I wasn't eating food with gladness. Y'all, I was just eating food just to be able to look, you know how you look at it as it's not food, it's fuel. So that's all I was doing. Some of this stuff I wasn't even eating as food, right? Some of the stuff, because it only had a purpose, I was eating, um, I was taking pills for it. Y'all, I spent $435 one time on supplements. I'm not lying. I am not lying. How did I do it? Some of y'all fitness people, y'all know, right? But these were food replacements type stuff. This was protein powders. This was uh, vitamin D, biotin, iron pills. It just, the list went on and on. Collagen, uh, green powder. I had a red powder. I had a beet powder. Um, I also had some other stuff for my workout, like creatine, um, BCAAs, uh, pre-workout, all of this stuff that I was just putting into my body. So with all of this caffeine and everything that I was doing, I really got a, reliant on a lot of that stuff as well. Y'all, that wasn't eating food with gladness. That was just taking in some stuff just as a means to an end, right? So I could try to stay fit because that's all it was about, not just the joy of food in itself. John 4, 34, my food, said Jesus, is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. 
So taking the focus off of food and having that hunger, that drive, that passion for Jesus and not for food, but actually for Jesus, actually for fa the father, right? For God. So Matthew 6, 25, therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life. What you will eat or drink or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Y'all, my body, my life was about food. <laughs> some of y'all know, some of y'all that are in the health and fitness uh, vein, y'all know, y'all wake up early in the morning just so you could pack y'all food for the whole day because you're not playing. You're not taking no chances on running in to a situation where you don't have access to food. And I was one of those ones. Okay, I needed to take my food with me where I was going. I needed to know that I was going to have some good food available. So 1 Corinthians 8, 8, and it consumed me. 1 Corinthians 8, 8, but food does not bring us near to God. We are no worse if we do not eat and no better if we do. Mark 7, 14 through 23, again, Jesus called the crowd to him and said, listen to me, everyone, and understand this. Nothing outside a person can defile them by going into them. Rather, it is what comes out of a person that defiles them. You know, just looking at scripture and looking at all of these things, which is like, take the emphasis off of food. Why are you stressing? Why are you so worried about food? Food should be joyful. Hi, Uno. G food should be something that we consume and we should be happy with. You know, when you look in the Bible and you see Jesus, he's sitting down with the people, he's eating, he's feasting. Like we said, we called, they called him a drunkard and a glutton because he ate, y'all. So when we get to the point where we just simply take the joy out of it and we restrict it because we are trying to fit a certain image because we fall into the trap of the world. And I tell you what, when you get to the point where your body starts looking good and you are disciplined and you are doing the thing that most people can't do because so many people struggle with food, but when you do it with ease, baby, do you know people will worship you? People will worship you. They will be like, wow, how do you do it? You're so amazing. I can't believe that you're able to just pass these things up like that. And you start feeling yourself. And all of a sudden, now you're receiving all of this praise, all of this word. It does nothing but feed the ego. It does nothing but feed the ego. So I was realizing that I took it too far. I was taking this nutrition thing too far. I didn't feel like the way how I was eating, like it glorified Christ. You know, the reason why God helped me out of this food restriction is that he was like, I want to be able to send you places and for you to be able to eat with them and be joyful and be happy and not insult them by turning down their foods because you don't need carbs, <laughs> because you don't eat meat. I want to be able to send you with people and they might have a different way of eating than you do, Jennifer. They might eat three meals a day and two snacks. They might eat all day long. And I want you to be able to know that it's okay to be able to eat and to be able to know that your body can take it, your body can process it and not insult them and offend them. Because if you start talking about, you know, oh, you don't do that. And, you know, you start getting on that page, you might really insult them and ruin a ministry opportunity and ruin a connection that I'm trying to establish for you. You know, uh, one of the things that he had me do, and we're going to get into this here in a little bit, but he had me eating plates of food that didn't have any vegetables on it, like chicken and waffles. And he's like, Jennifer, you need to understand that some people, vegetables are a luxury or culturally, they just don't eat like that. Will you be okay with sitting 
at a table with them. So he helped me to release it, not only because it wasn't good for me, but just for community and what he wanted to do with me and the direction that he wanted to take me in. He was like, I need you to open this area up. I want you to be free. So he helped me with that, y'all. I want you to understand my background with food. Y'all, this is where I came from. I grew up with my dad. I grew up with my older brother, my older sister. We grew up in the hood. We had frozen everything. We had frozen burritos. We had frozen fried chicken. We had frozen French fries. We used to pop them bad boys in the microwave and put sour cream and butter and stuff on them. When nobody trying to eat healthy, wasn't nobody dieting. I ain't never heard of nobody dieting throughout my whole childhood. No one. I never heard of anybody on no diet. <laughs> healthy eating was not a thing. So when I got ready to join the military, I was 240 pounds, y'all. I was heavy. Actually, when I went to the recruiter's office, they was like, nah, <laughs> Here's a piece of paper with a diet plan. Come back to us in about six months when you lose weight. So I didn't have enough money to do the diet plan. No, we wasn't having all that. But what I did was I just started eating less and I just started running, just doing some basic stuff, just what I knew to do, right? From my PE classes from high school and I lost the weight and I joined the military. So I want to talk about this military thing because that's where the disordered eating start. And I'm going to tell it like a T.I. is. I believe the military definitely was responsible for my disordered eating. Definitely. Definitely. I believe that most people in the military have disordered eating. It just is what it is. Okay. Every six months, we have to get on a scale and we have to be a certain weight. If we are not a certain weight, we get into the fitness enhancement program, which is called FEP. If you don't lose the weight, you can actually over time be processed out of the military. So your livelihood is on the line. You better believe that people that struggle with weight and struggle with diet, they do everything that they can to try to every six months lose that weight. What do they do from starving themselves, from going to go sit in saunas for hours on end, just getting in, getting out, getting in, getting out, from doing the uh, preparation H that you put on your uh, your waist and putting the saran wrap around it so it could tighten up and letting it sweat, and then going to go run like that. And it just creates these unhealthy cycles, especially if you're a person in the military that's large, you catch hell left and right. Okay. People are not happy <laughs> about it. You know, it's not really the most sensitive, compassionate environment. So people joke with you. People make fun of you. People are like really encouraging you to just try to lose weight. And there's just a lot of pressure to try to lose weight, you know, and you could say, well, why don't they just, but for people that have had difficulty with diet and weight, it's just not that easy. So because there's this standard every six months that you have to meet, gosh, people are doing the most unhealthy things. And it just creates such an environment, such a culture that's just conducive to eating disorders. So every six months, I would have to do this because even though I made weight to get in and actually for the military, what they had me do is I was still a little bit overweight. They had me go get a laxative um, before I went to actually get weighed in at MEP so I can purge it all out. So once when I got in, I started gaining the weight back. Um, and then I just struggled with it. My whole military career, it was challenging. I had two kids while I was in the military. Um, so that definitely didn't help with the weight loss. I had a lot of stress, had a lot of issues. I was going to school. So just food was one of those things that I just used as a coping mechanism. But then I did get to the point where the last couple of years in the military, somehow 
the switch flipped, y'all. I was able to gain control. I was able to get as fit as I've ever been in my whole entire life. I was really just going in. And for some reason, it was just easy for me. It was very easy for me. When I got saved, I started getting into fasting. Baby, fasting was a situation for me because I realized the first time I did a three-day fast, I lost 15 pounds. This ain't good, y'all. I'm going to just tell you right now. It ain't good. <laughs> it was the first time that I was able to gain control really in a, in a unique way so fast, so quick through my love of Jesus. So I got addicted to it. Not only did I get to the point where I was fasting and I felt closer to Jesus than I ever did, but there was that underlying current of me wanting to lose weight. Just in all honesty, I just wanted to lose the weight <laughs> and I was happy to do it. So it was like, I was happy to fast for Jesus and I was feeling led to fast for Jesus, but then I also wanted to lose weight. Y'all, in six months, I did so many fasts. I even had recorded the process of it, the journey of it. I did a three-day fast. I did a five-day dry fast. Yeah. I did a 21-day fast. I did a 28-day fast. I did a 33-day fast. It was just, I was just getting carried away with the fasting. I was so skinny, y'all. I was the skinniest I had ever been in my life. You you better believe it. <laughs> but I realized that I wasn't just fasting for Jesus. I was fasting for another reason. But still it had a hold on me. And the last time I was like, okay, I'm committed to doing this 40-day fast but I could never do it. I could never do it. And I ended up in this bad cycle, y'all, of like trying to uh, fast, but then feeling the fast and then pigging out and binging because I was going to fast. Y'all ever do that? Like I'm trying to get closer to Jesus, but I'm gonna be a glutton before I get closer to Jesus. <laughs> I don't know how that works. But that's what I was doing. And I just ended up gaining so much weight and I weight, gained all that weight back. So there was a real fear of loosening up my diet because when I did in order to fast, like it just got out of control. And then I tried to open it up again because I was having all these thoughts about scripture before. It's just I was trying to do it in my own mind and I ended up gaining all of the weight back. Y'all, so I struggled. I struggled with weight for a while and with food for a while. I was just out of control with it. I was out of control. I was eating everything. I was waking up actually in a sea of wrappers, right? And at the time too, I was still consuming alcohol. So it was like the alcohol, the sugar, the bad foods. It was just all terrible. It was all just so terrible. So I had a season of that and I was really fearful of loosening up and going back to that once when I got fit again after that. Because I was like, this is what it did. It got me here. I was fasting and so skinny and people were praising me. And now all of a sudden I was so fat. I was just like, I had rolls everywhere. It was terrible, y'all. It was terrible for me because it didn't feel good. So the military saw this and they was like, okay, we got to send you to this eating disorder clinic. And I was mad. I was like, what? How dare you? How dare you? Until they said I was going to be able to go away for 30 days. All paid for. Y'all, I needed the vacation so bad. I was like, you know what? <laughs> I think it might help. <laughs> Y'all, so I went to this clinic and they started talking to me and working through with things. And it was really good what they, it was all inclusive. You know, they talked about um, 
you know, there was counseling, there were small groups in which you worked with each other, you talked with each other. They uh, helped you be able to get from a point where all of the food was made for you to where you started making your own foods and you started making decisions and it really helped to build you up. Didn't last. <laughs> I got home, baby, when it was business as usual. Okay, so then fast forward a little bit. After a while, I actually started to get fit again. And then that was the last time I got fit. I actually started to really get fit. Now, I want to say before this, I had got a tummy tuck. And I thought that was going to be it. I was like, this tummy tuck, It's I'm going to use this so that I could be, you know, thin and it's going to motivate me. And I'll talk about all of these things as it relates to food, because food was never just about food. It was about food and weight. It was always associated with the other thing. Right. So I want to talk about all of these things together. But y'all, the tummy tuck was a tool. It wasn't a cure-all. And I was still extremely large with a tummy tuck. So for those of y'all who think tummy tucks are the answer, they are not. They are a tool. Now, when I started losing the weight, finally, after a while, it was a long time after I got the tummy tuck and something just clicked, right? Um, with a lot of prayer, with God's intervention, I believe, um, I finally started to lose the weight, but that's when you got to understand why I had to go through all that background was because there was such a fear in going back. There was such a fear in getting fat. There was such a fear of being out of control. You know, I never wanted to be a minister that was waddling up to the pulpit. I never wanted to be someone who was serving God, who couldn't walk upstairs to deliver food to people, you know, who like had to sit in a chair all day and just sit back and tell people what to do. I wanted to have this vitality, this energy that glorified God, this health that glorified God, this presentation that glorified God. Right. Um, and I just wanted to be someone who, you know, was disciplined in their eating, but I just took it too far to where I was eating next to nothing. And I got to that point where I was just eating quinoa and stuff. So then I, after a while, after doing that, you know, it was just so easy for me to, it was not hard. I was just doing a darn thing with the diet. So what ended up happening was, the Lord sent me through this processing and I had switched over to fat adapted because my body just wasn't happy with the vegan thing that I was doing with the quinoa and all that stuff. It needed food. It needed food. There was nothing that I was eating that would satisfy me. I kept feeling this hunger and this drive for more, 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 more. So I was like, something's not right. I switched over to fat adapted, but I was still, you know, very restricted in my eating so the Lord has sent me through this period of processing where he was working on me. And I call it the Lord's boot camp. It was a consolidated period of time where God was like, we need to go to work on you. Yeah, we need to do this. So one of, I remember like it was yesterday, I opened up the refrigerator and this is after a period of God attuning my ear to his voice. I heard, Jennifer, will you let me have control over your nutrition? And y'all was like, <gasps> oh my gosh, take my kids. Don't take my nutrition. <laughs> oh, I love my babies. They 19 and 21. So they're not really babies, but they my babies. So you know what? I was surrendered at this time. So I said, okay. Okay. So what he ended up doing was he said, okay, I want you to eat some rice. So I ate some rice. That was scary. Starches. What? Then he said bread. I said, okay. And he just started building with me every meal. 
he was just like, can you eat something else? Can you eat something else? Can you eat something else? And he was telling me what to eat. And then he said cheese. And I was like, oh, because I had grossed myself out with cheese. I watched all the documentaries. <laughs> I got into the pita stuff and I was like, oh, but I ate it. Then he had me drink some milk and I was like, <laughs> but I did it. I love God. So I obeyed God and I did it. Then, y'all, he had me get my box of supplements together and get rid of the protein powder. So I had to make a smoothie without protein powder. And I was like, oh, my gosh, what is this? After a while, y'all, I drinking that now, I love it. If I, I tried one day to go back and put a uh, drink, a, a protein drink, right, a protein shake. And it was so terrible. I had made it for my husband. He didn't want it because he had already eaten already. So I respected that. So I was just going to drink it myself. And oh, gosh, it was terrible. It just felt so artificial, so fake in comparison to, you know, just using milk and, you know, fruit and nothing else. But he had me get away from all that stuff. Then he had me eating real breakfast. He's like, I want you to get together a real breakfast, not just these smoothies. I want you to get bread and like um, eggs, you know oatmeal, a piece of fruit, like an actual real breakfast. So he was just working with me on all of these things, y'all. And then one day he told me to go get a cookie. You would have thought he told me to go tie off and go shoot up. Oh my gosh. Because I did watch the documentary on how sugar <laughs> is like crack cocaine. Y'all, and it's so funny because that whole day I was stressed. I was so stressed when it came down to eating that cookie. But I just went to Starbucks and I went and got a cookie and I was fine. It was good too. Next, the Lord had me go to restaurants and he had me order foods like I mentioned before, what I would if it wasn't green, if I didn't have no veggies on it, I'm like, this is not, this is unacceptable. It's unacceptable. <laughs> if we ain't got no green, we don't have no like raw vegetables. We don't have no health on this plate whatsoever. There's nothing that I could look at on this plate where I could be like, this is nutritional. This is actually beneficial. It's just all a bunch of stuff, browns and tans. Like the chicken and vegetables. They I can't what where where's the benefit? Where? <laughs> but he had me eat stuff like that again because he was like, Jennifer, not everybody eats fruits and vegetables like that. Not everybody, you know, um will give you a plate like that. And I need you not to be able to have your face turned up. <laughs> He didn't say that exactly, but you know, the concept is there. I need you not to have your face turned up. I need you to just receive it in love. So I'm like, okay. Then I said, I was talking to somebody and I was like, I would never do hot dogs though. <laughs> and he had me go to Lazy Dog and get hot dogs. One day, y'all, he had me just eating all day. I was just eating all day. And I was like, Lord, is this not gluttonous? And he's like, I need to be able to show you that your body can handle these large quantities of food. So if you ever go to a place and you are um, eating with people whose culture it is just to eat a lot of foods, like you don't feel a way about it, like you're okay with eating it because you know your body can handle it, right? My Sabbath was the next day, so I knew I would be fasting. So it was one of those things where it was like, okay. But see, the Lord just opened me up over time. And this didn't happen in a week, y'all. This happened over a period of months where he was just opening things up for me. And it really loosened things. Um, I stayed really to what the Lord was asking me to do. And the only way that I was able, excuse me, to do this is to be surrendered to God. Like with every meal, I had to ask him, what do you want me to eat? What do you do? Because again, there was still this fear there of if I don't do this right, I'm going to gain weight. So I want to tell you where the Lord has me at right now.
which I love. I just eat. I really just eat. And it's funny because as I mentioned this, the revelation hit is that he hasn't really been so strict with me on exactly what to eat. There's been a lot of wiggle room. And I believe now the reason why he's done that is to release the fear. So now I just eat whatever I want to. And it's kind of interesting because, you know, I went out with my son and I could have a burger and fries. I had company over. Uh, we did a Bible study. We did a uh, little group meet and I had pizza. I ordered pizza. It wasn't even a thing. You know, I could sit down with people. I can eat and it's all good. I went out with my husband. I had a burger with fries with bacon on it. Baby, that thing was so good. Now, I am not the same weight that I was before. Baby, my fighting weight was 155. I, that's when I was working out two, three hours a day. Okay. <laughs> two, three hours a day. And that's when I was eating next to nothing. My normal weight is 165. That's where I'm like, okay, Jennifer, you're working out and you're eating really, you're still eating really healthy. Right now, my weight is 179. I'm 5'10". Um, so I'm not as snatched as I used to be, but y'all, I'm free. I'm free. I'm not, I don't even fool with protein powders, none of that stuff. I don't do none of that. That is a thing of the past. When people talk to me about that stuff, I'm like, now it's so funny because I know I'm not supposed to be in it, but sometimes people really be in the hurt locker. They be in the struggle of their life. And I feel like I'm a drug dealer. I'd be like, look, see, I'm not, not supposed to be talking about this, but you need to get you some pre-workout. <laughs> You need to get you some protein. This is what you need to do. But really, y'all, I I'm so glad that I'm on it. I'm on the other side of it now. I want to tell you that it's not like I'm completely free. That's why I use the phrase "God released me" and not that God delivered me because God delivered me from alcohol. I don't have a taste. I don't have a desire to drink alcohol. I don't want to. It is not at all a thing. And it was something that I struggled with. God broke that thing off of me. We didn't break the thing off of food off of me. Okay. <laughs> Some nights like last night, I had a whole box of cookies. Not the, not the big long ones and little small little packages that have cookies in it. Right. Um, sometimes I eat more than I should. Sometimes I eat less than I should because I make up for it. And God is just working with me on it. Right. When I try to get to a point where I try to like restrict and punish myself, he's like, no, we're not doing that. You just go ahead and eat a regular meal. And times where, you know, I eat too little. Like yesterday, I was getting ready to just walk out of the door because I had worked out. I did a bunch of stuff, you know, and I was getting ready to walk out of the door. And he was like, Jennifer, have you ate yet? And you come back inside. You need to make yourself something to eat. Right. So really just helping me understand and establish these healthy eating patterns within just this absolute freedom. And it's akin to my spiritual walk. You know, we all fall short of the glory. So I'm going to fall short, but the freedom is so worth it and keep pressing towards the high calling, which is being free in Christ. This is what the Lord wants me to do. I feel like food right now, as it comes to community, is not an issue. I remember I went to my uh, mechanic, right? And he offered me, and there was another gentleman that was sitting down. He offered a box of pastries. And this is just how my mechanic is. He's so familiar. MSJ's Auto in Port Wyoming, California. He's absolutely amazing. Go to him. But he offered me like a box of, you know, sweets, some danishes. And I was like, oh, 
okay, I took one and it was the best thing I feel like I ever had in my life. But you could tell he was just so happy to give it to me. And he was like, yeah, a customer gave this to me and I want to be able to, you know, offer it to you. So then he offered it to the other guy and the other guy was like, no, I don't do sweets. I don't do sugar like that. And I don't do carbs. Like <laughs> he was where I was and I saw like the growth. I was able to see like how he rejected him and what he ate and then you could tell like he just pulled back and he was like, okay, very gracious about it. But still, it's like I was so happy that I was just able to receive the love, you know. Now, I do believe that there are limits to this. If someone tries to be hospitable and offer me crack cocaine, I'm going to pass. <laughs> and that's what I used to tell people when I was on my uh, on my health and nutrition game. I was like, uh-uh, see if somebody offered me crack, I wouldn't do it. So I'm not going to eat your donut <laughs> because it's not healthy for my body. But the Bible don't say nothing about receiving crack with joy <laughs> and food and gladness. So it's an extreme, right? When it comes to that. So, you know, I'm just happy to be free. Um, I'm still a work in progress on this thing. Um, I am, like I said, I'm not as light as I used to be, but there's a woman on YouTube and her name is Stephanie Buttermore. Some of y'all may have heard of her. She went through years ago, a process called all in. She always found herself hungry. She lost her period. She had all kinds of issues because she was eating so little and she was fit. And she did this process called all in and she she saw her body expand, but then eventually her appetite, her metabolism, everything just kind of worked together. So it finally got a chance to just mellow out. And yes, her body didn't look exactly the same, but her body was still beautiful. But yet she had this freedom and this joy now from eating next to nothing, you know, to eating all these great foods. And I always admired that and wanted to be at a place like that where I was just free. And I really feel like I'm that way. And I actually have <laughs> breasts now because, you know, when you lose so much weight, baby, they are the first thing to go. <laughs> they hey, say goodbye. Say goodbye to the hips. Say goodbye to the butt. Say goodbye to your breasts. And I feel like I filled out in those areas. So it did serve me. And it was what I was asking God for. So I feel like even that is just like the blessing in itself. So I want to kind of show you, I mean... I'm not showing much because I am a Christian and we call them modesty, baby. So um, if you want to see something, <laughs> you ain't going to see much. You're going to have to use your imagination. But I'm not walking around here waddling, right? I want you to know that you can go through this process of trusting God, of putting a few pounds on and knowing that it's for the good. Like God got you. This jacket is the toughest thing in the world to take off, y'all. <laughs> was whooping my butt for a second but you know like wish y'all could take off the the shirt so y'all could see the, the little muscles i retained <laughs> i was in the gym getting it yesterday and i was like okay your girl still got it but like i am not look let me pull myself together here if you look at my waist just because some people may want to know i'm not lifting nothing up i'm not moving nothing around i'm not like doing none of that <laughs> again has actually done it somebody has allowed god to be able to help them through it because again when i tried to do it on my own i was out of control but having God help me navigate it and just talk to me and remind me hey this is what you need to do this is, you know, how you need to do it. It helped me so much. And somebody actually did it and went through that process and didn't balloon up. Like I'm not on 600 pound life. I'm not waddling around. You know, sometimes we have this image that that's what's going to happen to us if we open up our diets just a little bit. But I'm just a regular, just a regular girl. <laughs> And now I'm free to be able to eat what I want to do. I'm free to be able to sit at a table with somebody and be able to eat whatever food that they give me. If Now, you know, the only place I ain't got to is Vienna sausage, y'all. <laughs> oh, gosh. If somebody offered me some spam, Jesus help me. 
we ain't got there yet. And just because I say that, I know that's probably going to be the next thing that Jesus is going to ask me to do. Y'all, I was in the commissary yesterday. I can't, what's something that y'all just can't do? Y'all just can't. You know, I also realized that classes of food <laughs> are a situation for me because, again, I was a food snob. So this is even today, like a still a process that I'm working to, but I'm leaning into it. I am allowing myself to be challenged. I want to be open with it. And I think that's how Christ would be. I think Christ would just be open to just simply receiving that it goes beyond just about me, that I'm going to see you and that you offered something to me with your whole heart. And I want to be able to receive it because you made this thing in love. So not it's not necessarily the food. It's the love I want to receive. Do you know the love is God? God is love. Let that love get all up in me and do a work. So I want to ask y'all about that. Do you feel like you are enslaved by your food? Do you think the way that you're eating glorifies Christ? Do you think that you have come under the power of the world's view of proper nutrition? That you become enslaved by it. These are all interesting questions to ask y'all, isn't it? Again, I think one of the reasons why it's so challenging is because your health is at stake. <laughs> you need to be able to, you know, have some level of control when it comes to your diet. But what's the motivation for that? Is it vanity? Is it ego? Is it self-worship? Right? What's the reasoning for it? So these are just some thoughts to consider. Uh, put in the comments. Y'all watch this live later. Put in the comments what your issues are with food. And if you think it's something that God can help you with. All right, y'all. Talk soon.